here with Granny Joyce, and we wanted to introduce you to this wonderful new podcast. These first four episodes are all about Granny Joyce's time in Alaska, leaving her hometown of Rio Vista and adventuring up to Alaska from the years 1950 to 1956, we think, or possibly 57. What would you say your feelings are about your time in Alaska? About my time in Alaska, I tell you the truth, I wouldn't take for that for any amount of money. It was a wonderful experience. However, <laughs> I would never do it again. I mean, if, if somebody asked me to go, I'd, I'd, well, that's not true. I've been up there several times for little trips, and that's fine. I'd go on another trip there. But you couldn't pay me enough to live in Alaska. No. This is going to be a four-episode series. And after that, we are going to have other interviews that Joyce is going to um, provide us with all of her eclectic collection of friends and family members. So stay tuned. Episode two is going to be riveting uh, but this episode one is very, very entertaining. How I met my first husband turned out to be a first husband. And I, did, I had not planned that. It's really a good idea if you plan them first, you know. But I hadn't done that. And my um, meeting him was kind of a kick. I was, you might say, uh, forward. I wasn't afraid of um, talking to somebody that I didn't know. You know, I've, I think I've been that way all my life. And uh, that particular night, the guy that I was crazy about, whose name was Finton, was driving up and down the road, just irritating me to death. He was leaving the next day for his last roundup in the, in the Navy, and we had talked about getting married when he got out of the Navy. He didn't have it solid or anything, but... And I said to him, I, I'll stay home and wait. I won't date anybody. You know, this was my senior year of high school. And he said, uh, no, I don't want you to do that. I want you to go with everybody in town, get that all out of your system. And when we're ready, we'll be ready. And we can settle down and make babies. So this was like 1950? Um, let's see. We were, I married the other one. I think that was 1953. Yes, I'm sure it was. And it was after midnight that night. I got married in the church after midnight. Right. Um, but that's one that I haven't introduced you to yet. Um, but he also happened to be a very good friend of my fella. They'd grown up together. And this is a small town in uh, California that... Uh, Everybody knew everybody, and their dog, and their 
secrets and everything that they could possibly know. They knew it about you. And you didn't really care, you know, because you knew it about them too. So uh, I'm, I've been out with a girlfriend and we go to a, into the restaurant, the place you go after you've gone to all the places to dance and all that stuff. And so I'm in there. The guy that I like is driving on down the street. Now, there's a guy that walks in that's drop dead gorgeous. And I have to think, who is that man? Who is that man? I remember that Tony. Can I use last names? Nobody's going to know. That was Tony Korea. And um, I, uh, he was sitting down at the end of the coffee shop. And I was sitting at the other end with my girlfriend, with the girlfriend, watching Ding Bat go up and down the street. And what Vincent had told me, that I should go out with guys and blah, 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 blah. Um, and he said, to prove it to you, I'm going to date Lois Korea. Now, Tony and Lois had been married for, I don't know, three years maybe. They had two beautiful children. They got married when they were absolute children. I mean, she was 14. And they got pregnant on purpose. And uh, I didn't know all this at this time. I'd, I had never met Tony Korea because he was a bartender. I didn't go to bars then. I was too young to go to bars. And uh, so he, he was, I had seen him once before at a football game. And he's the type that if you see him and your girl, you remember it. You pay attention because he is so good looking. And so I sat there for a minute and I thought, well, now how am I going to handle this? I'll walk down there and I'll sit down one seat over from him and I'll order some coffee. And uh, so I went down, sat there. He said, hi. I already sitting in another booth. Yeah. And I got up and I went down, sat by him, not, not right by him. There was one between us. I didn't want to be that aggressive. Too. And uh, so I sat there and I said, oh, would you mind um, giving me the uh, milk, the milk, something? And he said, okay, handed me down the milk, it's a smile. And I waited a little while longer and said, oh, would you mind handing me the sugar? And he said, yeah, I'll hand you the sugar. And uh, so he handed me the sugar. Well, about this time, my girlfriend Gloria comes walking out from our booth and she says, Joyce, we got to go home. Time to go home. It was like one or two o'clock in the morning. And I sort of looked sad, you know? And lo and behold, this nice man sitting almost next to me, said, well, gee, I could give you a ride home if you'd like. <laughs> and I said, I would like that. And so Gloria said, okay, goodbye. And off, off she went. But we sat there and we talked a little bit, you know. 
And uh, so it was time to leave at about 15 minutes, something like that, 20. And we walked out, walked down to the corner where his car was sitting. And I looked at the car and I said, can I drive? And he said, uh, yeah, yeah, you can drive. And uh, so I drove up to the house and I said, thank you. And I jumped out of the car and went in the house. And he told me later when we were married that he expected a real easy mark there with me. And he was shocked when I just got out of the car. I was first when I asked him, can I drive? You know, and the children do that. And uh, so that was our meeting, mine and Tony's. And the only thing I knew about him was he had been married to Lois, had a couple of pretty kids. I'd seen them. And, um, and that he was a good friend of my friend Benton's. And uh, so life went on for a while. I, um, I had a job at the, um, for a dental office. The guy just opened up, he just got out of dental school. And he uh, asked me if I'd go to work for him. And that was way back when you didn't have to go to school to be a dental assistant or anything like that. You had to find a dentist that would hire you, number one, teach you what you needed to know, number two. And so he, he asked me to come to work for him. But I was actually a pretty good friend with his brother. And he was a married person. And um, his brother was single. And we had dated a couple of times and were just, you know, hometown people. And I had just graduated from high school. And um, so they wanted, he, I was as good as any of them because nobody knew how to yeah. do it. And uh, so the first day I went to work, he told me to wear my jeans, which kind of surprised me. And I got there, <laughs> he was putting the uh, tile on the floor. And so he said, this is what we do first. We tiled the floor. And we, boy, we went from the bottom of it, you know. And he taught me everything that he knew that I should know. And I, I actually enjoyed doing it. Um, it was a, it was a good job. Um, anyway, oh, and also, he said if I wanted to, I could wear white uniform, and I wanted to. I thought I looked so cute in the white uniform, <laughs> and I'd walked down from home to go to work, and then at noon I'd go to the post office. Everybody went to the post office at least once a day oh. in Revista. That was a nodding place. And with some people, you stopped and you talked. But lots of people, you just nodded and smiled. And, you know, it was a great place, post office. We all loved it. So everything was going fine. I was living with my folks at home. Had my room. I had it all painted. And it was really cool. And I was very happy. My dad was a roughneck in uh, the oil field. And my mother was a telephone operator, and they did it all by hand. And I remember she told me that her boobs got two sizes bigger from doing that exercise. She was very proud of that. <laughs>
she worked there for a couple of years. So they were both working. Everything was fine. I was working. Everything was fine. I came home on a simple Sunday night. Just, just came home. I don't even remember where I've been. I walked in and they're all wound up like they've got things in the back. You know, woo. What in the world is the matter with you people? Well, we're going to go to Alaska Thursday. You want to go? He said, you're out of your mind. <laughs> you know, what, what, why would you even bring something like that up? What do you, who do you know in Alaska? You know, I mean, what's this about? Well, I had an aunt. And my aunt had always been my mother's sister. My mother was shy. I think I took after the aunt. I'm afraid I did. But um, she she was um, kind of a wild lady. She was married to an absolutely wonderful man that I adored. My Uncle Orville. Oh, I loved him. And the sad thing that had happened in her life, she had a little boy. And he was three years old. And he got killed somewhere or another in an accident. And I I don't remember the accident because I was so young, you know. But he was about, he would have been about my age if he'd lived. And she was a little goofy after that. I mean, she never, ever in her whole life got straightened out. And I really think that a lot of it was because of that. And I said, what are you, what are you even talking about going to Alaska? They said, well, Treva was here, Aunt Treva, and uh, she has totally convinced us that you can go to Alaska and live for a couple of years, go home, and you don't ever have to work again. <laughs> you know, you'll make so much money in just a couple of years. And you know, we're getting kind of old. We need to be thinking about um, retirement and all that kind of stuff. And we neither want to have jobs that are anything we leave doesn't matter. And so we're going to go and we're going to buy, we have to buy a uh, trailer, small trailer. Uh, her husband was in construction and her boyfriend, this, this was the bad part. She had a boyfriend that went with us. We didn't know she was a boyfriend. He was a boyfriend until we all got up there. But I think it was the boyfriend was really the attraction. That's why we went to Alaska. They had told these stories to us. And I did happen to know a man and his wife. I, kn I had known the guy, oh gosh, for since I was about 12, something like that. I knew him and his whole family. And the two of them had gone to Alaska. I don't know. I kind of got a little word back that they thought it was great and blah, blah. And I think that Blanche had been up there before. Well, I know she did. She had four boys up there. Yeah. And then she married this young man. I mean, he was quite a bit younger than her. And uh, he took on these four kids. They went off to Alaska and were going to also get rich. She was in Alaska. Oh, she was in. Yeah, they lived there. And thank God for that because I went over to their, to 
the guy's house, his mother's house, and she gave me his address and everything. We didn't have any place to go stay. When we got in Alaska, we went to their house. And God knows, they took us in. And, it, you know, if, if not for them, we'd starve. We're getting back to Tony mm-hmm. here for a minute. So Tony and I, had, after our big first encounter, he called me up and asked me uh, to go to dinner in Sacramento. Fancy places. Very, very, very. I I was not old enough that men usually took me to places like that. They took me to the show, you know, if I got lucky. And he was about eight or nine years older than me. I have forgotten. And and we were getting along very nicely as dating people, you know. I think I'd known him about maybe four months, something like that. His uncle owned a bar downtown, and he actually was a welder, a good welder. He was working in the bar for his uncle. And then, I don't know, maybe he was supposed to get part of the bar or something when the uncle got older. Anyway, he's all settled there, and I'm sitting there talking to my folks, and and I'm I'm prone to say something ridiculous, you know, just out of the curve of his guy, I say things that are ridiculous. I always have. And this was one night that I did it again. I said, oh, you know what? I bet Tony would like to go with us too. Because Tony had been to the house and my parents liked him. My dad says, okay, let's go down the bar and see if he would. And now I've got myself in a I don't really want him to go, you know. But, of course, I didn't think he would either. So what difference does it make? Okay, we'll go down to the bar and talk to Tony. So we jump in the bar, in the car, drive down to the bar, go in. And we say, this is Sunday. We know on Thursday we are going to move to Alaska. We hope to get rich up there. And we'd like to know if you'd like to go. And then everything was quiet for quite a while. And he went over and waited on some other people and everything. And he was talking to them, so I didn't think much about it. Like it was kind of a joke, you know. And he finally came back over in about 15 minutes and he said, what time do we leave? And I was shocked. (laughs) I was absolutely shocked. I mean, I had dated him maybe six or seven times. That was it, you know. So he and my dad started talking about the vehicles, this and that. All the stuff that had to be done by Thursday. And don't ask me why Thursday. I think it was because the boyfriend was going on Thursday. That's what I think. So there were three vehicles in this. But the husband wasn't going. Yes, the husband. Treva's husband? Treva's husband, she was with her husband. The boyfriend was in another rig altogether. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had a a pickup truck and a big mobile home. So did um, Treva and Orville. They had a big motor home and everything that went with it. We had a little one, my folks, and Tony 
didn't have anything at that point. He got his when he got to Alaska, which, by the way, was a 13-foot trailer. And you think about how big a 13-foot is for a little while. So but, uh, but going back on Thursday, you, you get everything rigged up, and you guys drive from California up the Alcan Highway Hi- 1. Alcan Highway. Alcan Highway, yeah. Took us 13 days. Yeah. It was the worst trip I've ever been on in my life. I mean, it was beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. But the roads couldn't be great. And you're right, they were not. Yeah. No, they were not good. And we all thought when we get to Alcan Highway, doesn't that sound like cement to you? <laughs> you know? That's what we thought. And it was gravel. Big old beeps of gravel. And we get on that thing. And everybody. And we had everything go wrong that could possibly go wrong. My dad got the... My dad got pneumonia. We had to put him in the hospital. So we had to stay there. In Canada? Uh-huh. In Canada. This was many years ago. You could do it. At that time, I think we took $300 in with us. And that's what it took to get in. You could not go in if you didn't have $300. To, to Canada. <laughs> yeah, to Canada. And, um, you just had to have it on you. Yes. You didn't have to pay it. No, no. You just had to show them your $300. They didn't want you breaking down and staying in there if you're gone, you know, if you're off to Alaska. What do you eat? I think we ate at, at places uh-huh. which you would eat. You know, yeah. we, we didn't bring a lot of food. We had a little bit of snack stuff. But we would stop and eat. Mm. You know, wasn't anything absolutely wonderful, I'll tell you that. Yeah. There was nothing wonderful <laughs> about the trip except the view. And you got to give them the view. I mean, yeah. it was... And as a matter of fact, it all looked like calendars. And before the end of 13 days, I wanted to rip those calendars up. That's exactly what I wanted to do. And you were sleeping in the trailers. Yes. Mm. Yes, we were. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Tony had to sleep outside. <laughs> he, had a, he had a sleeping bag. He slept outside. My folks and I slept inside. I mean, there was no talk about he and I getting married. Nothing like that at that point. He just went along because he wanted to go. But of course we got, I mean, we didn't know anybody else except this one couple, Webster and Ellery. And uh, thank God we knew them. Sorry, and how do you know them? I knew them from when, uh, all the time I lived in Rio Vista. That that man uh, was, I went to school with a boy that was his brother. Oh, okay. And and the brother we had we'd been away to college for a while and he came home from college and that's when he met and married the lady with the four children and took off to Alaska. But I knew him just I mean in a little town you know everybody. Yeah. And um or at least I knew everybody. And I'm pretty sure that I was pretty normal about that. Mm. We called him. We had a number somewhere or another, and they were thrilled. Come on over. Well, probably park, lonely. <laughs> park your thing on our, our property, you know, which was great, because we didn't know what we were doing at all. And they helped us on everything that they could help us on jobs, 
But so on the drive up there. Oh, the big thing was our tires all kept getting nails. And they told us that in some towns they put them out on purpose so that you, they get you and then you have to buy new. And we had to buy 11 of those things <laughs> <laughs> on that trip. I swear to God, it was 11. Wow. It had to be a racket, too. It was. With the gravel. Yes. Constantly yes. hitting the wheel well and all that. Yeah. Oh. It was definitely a racket. And did your did your mom help drive, or was it just your dad driving for oh, 13 days? Oh, no. My mom could my always drive better than my dad. Yeah. And... Um, he was in the hospital for quite a while. Oh, yeah. And when he got out of the hospital, he drove, I mean, she drove, Tony drove. I don't remember if I drove. So what did you guys do while he was in the hospital? Oh, we just sort of hung out. He was he was only there about three days. We went up to the hospital and spent a lot of time. And then we'd look around town and see what was going on around town. And yeah. You know, it was just one of those, it was right where the crossroad is, you know, and it has all the signs and it says the highway and all that, a bunch of lies. Anyway. I, that's a good first episode. Okay. 